Emma Constance. And I'm Lucinda. And together in our Kids Law podcast, we're going to take a look at the laws that affect children as we grow up. So what are we going to look at in this episode, Emma Constance? Well, I have heard about children being fostered and I want to know why that happens to children and what it means for them. When parents are not able to look after their children properly and there aren't other people to help, they are looked after, called taken into care by the local authority, which is the name of the local council where the child lives. There are a number of reasons why this might happen, for example, through illness or family problems or where the family home is just not safe for them. Most children in care are looked after in foster homes, which may be just overnight or may last for a number of years, depending on the circumstances. There are laws which ensure that the children in care are well looked after and supported, enabling them to be safe and happy. Let's talk to Ed Timpson, who has a lot of experience in this area, as his parents were foster carers. He worked as a family law barrister, specialising in cases of vulnerable children and is now a Member of Parliament, an MP, and has done a lot of work in this area when he was a Minister in Government. Hello, Ed. Thank you so much for taking part in our Kids Law podcast. We are so pleased to have you here. Please, can you tell us more about your parents and their foster children? Well, thank you for having me and to have the chance to share with you my experience of growing up in a family who fostered. And we were one of around about 71,000 people who in England help children who need to have a a home through fostering. I was about six years old when my parents started fostering and I've got an elder brother and an elder sister as well and they ended up fostering for over 30 years around about I think the last count 87 children. Now they weren't all there at the same time. Some of them stayed with us for a long time So I think the longest was uh, about 11 years, but also we had some children who we just looked after for a short time, even just overnight when they needed to find somewhere for them to stay before they made the decision about where they needed to be for a longer time. And it meant that I had to live with lots of children who were my natural brothers and sisters, who also brought their own lives with them and some of the problems that they'd had through the life they'd had before living with us and that took quite a lot of adjustment and I had to make some space for them in our family and that's made me realise how important it is that where children can't be looked after by their own mum and dad that if people like my parents who were foster carers come forward there's a chance to give them a good stable secure home and that's what we've been able to do for fortunately for lots and lots of children. Was it this experience that made you want to be a family law barrister and then become an MP? I think there's absolutely no doubt about that at all and when I look back about what I decided to do when I grew up and what job I wanted to do I was really influenced by what happened to me when I was growing up and spending lots of time with children who Sometimes we call vulnerable, which basically means that they've not really had a good start in life. They may have been neglected, not well looked after when they were growing up. And seeing what difference you can make for those children if you do give them a loving, stable family home has made me really think about, well, how can I make sure that when I'm older, I can have a positive impact on more of these children's lives? And fostering is one way of doing it, but also being someone who helps 
families that are in trouble who need support through the courts who are going through a court case but also if you're a member of parliament or you're somebody who works in in the local government then you're in a position to make the laws that can help ensure that everybody who then abides by those laws are doing all they can to keep those children safe and give them the best upbringing they can have so I'm convinced that if I hadn't had that experience when I was growing up with a family who fostered I probably wouldn't be doing the jobs that I'm doing it's had a, a really important and uh, profound impact on the decisions I've made as I've got older. I know you were the Minister for Children and Families for five years and made a change in the law raising the age to leave foster care from 18 to 21 years old. Why and how did you do that? Well, fortunately, I was, as the Minister for Children, able to try and change the law. So if I hadn't been the Minister, it would be more difficult. So I was in an important, privileged position to try and do something to help many of the foster children that I'd seen growing up. And one of the things I'd seen is that as the law stands at the moment, once you reach 18, you become an adult. And if you're in foster care, you're no longer what's called in care of the local authority, uh, that's the local council who have taken you into care, which meant that lots of children were leaving their foster homes and their foster families just because they turned 18. Now, the average age that children leave home in England is about 25. And those are children who mainly haven't had difficulties growing up and don't have problems with their family at home. But if you're a foster child, chances are that you probably had a difficult start in life. You've got reasons to need extra help because you're vulnerable. So it seemed to me as the minister, why are we asking all these children to leave their foster homes when they're 18, when all other children who aren't can stay at home well for as long as their parents will have them, I guess, the average being 25. And lots of the foster children I spoke to and what we call care leavers, so those are those children who turned 18 and have left the care of the local authority were telling me how much they felt they were missing out on not being able to stay with their foster families so I set about changing the law so we could raise the age I would like to have gone further maybe up to 25 but I had to get every member of parliament and all the members of the house of lords who make the laws to agree with me and 21 was as far as we could take it because these things also cost money unfortunately but that's why I wanted to do it, because I knew how important it was to continue to give all those foster children the chance to stay with their foster families longer than from 18, for all the reasons that we know that children still need a stable, loving family home. Just because you've turned 18, that doesn't change. Can a child choose to be put in foster care and which family they go to? Well, children who go into foster care go in at all sorts of different ages. So you get some children... Uh, literally as soon as they're born go into foster care because their, their mum or dad are, are not well enough to look after them or you may get children who are teenagers who go and live with a foster family for the first time and um, obviously if you're a newborn baby it's very hard to let people know what your views are but if you're a teenager you're going to have a, a stronger uh, view and a clearer idea about what your wishes and feelings are and that's what the law says that the wishes and feelings of children need to be properly taken into account before a decision's made about where they're placed, which foster family they're with, where it might be, how close it is to the home that they came from. 
and all of those sorts of issues. So it very much depends on uh, how old uh, that child is. The older they are, probably the more likelihood is that they're going to have a greater say about what happens to them. But it also depends on how many foster placements are available. And one of the problems we have is not always that the right foster home is ready for them at the time that they might need it. And that's why we need more people to come forward to offer to foster so that lots of children have the best possible choice for where they then go and live. In a family with more than one child, can only one of the children be taken into care, but not their siblings? So if you've got a brother or sister, they're your sibling. And sometimes we'll see where there are four, even five. I've even done a case when I was a family barrister where there were eight children who were all siblings, all brothers and sisters. And one of the things that has to be decided is whether they should all be placed together as siblings or whether it's better for each of them to be placed either separately or in different groups. And that depends uh, on a number of things. First of all, uh, what their wishes and feelings are which we were talking about just a moment ago, what the children would like, but also what families are able and available to look after them because you need some special training to be a foster carer. And one of those types of special training you need is if you have more than one foster child to look after. Because don't forget, like in my family, my parents already had three children at home, me, my brother and my sister. And so you, if you have even more children, uh, that changes a lot of, of how your family works and whether you've got time to look after all those children as best you can. But the law does say that where possible, um, you should be placing siblings together. And that's uh, where it's important to make sure that if you can find the, the best way of doing that, then you can make it happen. Because it's the one relationship you have in your life that is probably going to be the longest one that you have. Um, if you have a brother or sister, you're going to know them more time than probably anyone else in your whole life so if you have got a good relationship with them and you get lots of support might be emotional support a friendship with them you get advice from them give you some sense of being with your family if you can be placed together and it's what they say in the course is in your best interests that's what the law says it has to be in your best interests then that's something that should happen what is the difference between fostering and adoption well i have brothers who are both adopted and fostered so I can tell you exactly the difference because I have it happening in my own family so if you're fostered it means that although you're being cared for by a different family you haven't become a member of that family in law so you still have probably a different surname and you, you still have your mum and dad who you were with before you were taken to foster care who remain your mum and dad although you're being cared for by some other adults if you're adopted, that means that the, the law has changed about who are your parents, who are your carers. And that's a permanent change, which means that uh, for the rest of your life, you become part of that new family. So it's a legal difference, which means that you, on the one hand, remain in law with your own family that you were born into, as opposed to an adoption where you've been in law brought into a new family. What improvements do you think are still needed for children in care? Well, I think the first thing to say is that although lots of people think children going into care sometimes doesn't do them uh, good, that what 
uh, evidence shows is that the earlier and the longer a child goes into care, the better that they do. And that's at school, in their home life, and, and when they leave care, how they get on in their adulthood and making sure that they have a good life going forward. But there's still things happening uh, to children during care which we could make better. So, for example, most children want stability, so they want to still sometimes stay in the same school. They still want to be able to see the same friends. They want to make sure they don't get moved around too much. And also the what's called the social worker, who's the person who works for the local authority to help make sure that they get the best care that they can, doesn't change too much either. So it's that stability by having the same people looking after them. And that's what they've told me many times as well. I think that would make a big difference. And the other thing that I'd like to see is also foster care is given more freedom to make decisions for the children that they're looking after as foster carers, rather than having to always go back and ask the local authority, the council, to make decisions for them, things like getting their hair cut or taking them on holiday. Because what children who are foster want is just to have a normal life. I would like to know whether MPs are interested in how laws affect children and how they take the views of children into account. Do you think children's voices are heard when laws are made? I don't think that they're heard enough, I'm afraid. And I speak as someone who was children's minister and was always talking about children and trying to uh, talk about the, the things that were important to them. I think MPs do want to listen and learn. We all go on school visits. In fact, I was on one last week. We have lots of children who come to Parliament to come and uh, question us and learn about what we do and how you make laws. And there's also been some changes in the way that the government decide laws that affect children. So there's a thing called the family test, which now every time a law is made, uh, that has to be looked at to see what impact it would have on families. I would like there to be something equivalent like a children's test, which would be the same thing. But there's also someone called the children's commissioner who is independent of government, so they don't work for government, but they're there to be a voice for children sort of in government and in parliament. It's a lady called Rachel D'Souza, and they've just done the biggest survey of children ever, which is called The Big Ask. So look online uh, and see what you can find out about that. But that's a good way of trying to make sure that people like me and other MPs uh, are listening to the views of children. But the best thing to do is actually go out there and talk to them. And what I do in my role as MP and when I was minister is have lots of conversations with children where I don't do all the talking, I do all the listening. I think more MPs need to do that. I have a question I ask all of our guests. What were you like at 10? And what did you imagine you would go on to be when you grew up? Well, I was 10 in about 1983-84, so a long time ago. And I was very into sport. I love my sport and I still love my sport. I was really into movies, loved going to the cinema. I think back then it was like watching like Star Wars, the original ones when they came out, Indiana Jones, E.T., all the classics. But I also really enjoyed current affairs. So even when I was 10, I used to like reading the newspaper, reading about what was going on in the world. And that's when I first got interested in politics and trying to work out how did you get in involved in it? How do they make decisions? And 
that was the first time that sort of excited about maybe getting involved in it in the future. Because my family, we're not from a, a family of politicians. We're uh, from a family who, who make and repair shoes, which is a very different world. And that's why I always encourage children who have a similar interest to really pursue it. And it's easy these days because there was no internet when I was 10. I had to wait for the newspaper to arrive on the doorstep before I, I could find out the news or watch it at six o'clock on the, one of the three channels that was available. So it's all around you now. And I think the, the more that uh, you can read it and form your own views about what's happening and ask questions like you're doing now, the better. I wish I'd been able to do more of that when I was 10. Thank you so much for helping us understand more about fostering and what it means for children and how the law can be used to improve the lives of children in care. Do you have any final advice for children who want to understand more about how laws are made or be involved in an area that improves the way that laws are made? Well, thank you for having me. And it's great to have so many people interested in children and the laws about children. It's been my whole life. And there are ways of staying involved and getting more information. I mentioned the Children's Commissioner before, go on her website, uh, that will give you a lot of advice and information to pursue. There's also your local council that we've spoken about. They'll have someone who's in charge of children's services. They're a good person to, to quiz and understand what they're doing in your area for children in care. Often they have a children in care council who are children who are, are either in, in the care of the local authority or have been. And there are also people that uh, are trying to, to help children in a similar position, but also just to find out who your MP is. You can go and find your MP, go on the internet and just drop them an email, say that you'd like to talk to them in the same way that we have done today. And that's a great way of starting a conversation to find out more about what you want to find out, but also you probably discover that they, they're gonna learn something too. Well, Alma, what do you think about what Ed Timpson has told us? Children need a good, stable and loving home and can become part of the foster family. He changed the law about the age for children leaving care because the longer that foster children can stay with the foster family, the better it is for them. The law does take the wishes and feelings of children into account about going into care and this will depend on how old they are. Ed would like to see foster parents given more freedom to make decisions instead of going to ask the council before doing it. In our podcasts, we've been exploring how laws work and affect young people. All of these things help children understand their rights and responsibilities so they can make informed decisions, not only about their lives, but also about voting for MPs who make the laws and understand how the legal justice system works. It's also important that children know they should be kept safe and that adults must care for them. Remember, if you have any worries, talk to an adult you trust and tell them how you feel. This includes your teachers at school as they are there to look after you too. So tell them that you need to talk to them. You can find more information on Kids Law Info website. Keep your questions coming in. Please subscribe, rate and share with your friends. See you soon in the next episode. Bye. Bye.